you stuck up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder. Who's scruffy-looking? Hello, what have we here? I just assumed he's a walking. Get this big walking carpet out of my way. Hi, I'm Joy McClure. You may remember me from such Star Wars podcasts as Don't Step on My Tauntaun and Watch Out for My Wookiee. This week we have the scruffy looking podcasters on Monday, October 23rd, 2017. You can reach them at scruffypodcasters at gmail.com. Check them out on Twitter. You can check out James at, at Hebert207. You can check out Ed at Scruffy Looking Ed with no G. You can check out Kevin at KPG1974 and the whole group of them at, at Scruffy Podcast. Now part of the Radio Free Podcasting Network, RadioFreePodcasting.com. I'd like to introduce you, Ed. Ed, say hello. That is me. Hello, hello. Excellent, excellent. James, where are you? Hey, what's up, guys? So glad to be here. There he is. So, so yeah, yeah. Here's me. So glad to miss it. Oh, where's Kev? Kev, Kev, where the fuck are you, Kev? Where are you, Kev? Oh no, Johnny lads, I'm right here. <laughs> I'm Kev. That was, that was a pretty shitty accent. That was pretty good. That was good. That was good. I thought he was there. I know. I know. Well, thanks, Troy, for the great introduction. Yeah, it's that was just, good, Troy. Ed, it's just uh, Ed and James tonight rocking this showboat. The love vote. Yeah, we fired um, Kev this week. We did. We did. His Brexit was too much for us, so we friggin' Brexited his ass from this podcast. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. So that's it. No more Kev. At least until <laughs> next week, anyways. Sorry. But I think he left us, what, he left us a little voicemail, didn't he? Oh, yeah, he did. He wants us to play it on the air. I, I haven't listened to it all. You haven't listened to it all. I haven't listened to it. It could be anything yep yep so whatever so ed how's your week buddy uh it's pretty good um i got a few star wars stuff got some funkos i got the actually it's they're all walgreens exclusives i got the wedge antilles on a snow speeder it's pretty sweet big uh i got a mace windu and I got the Cloud City Duel, which is like that. It's, it's the railing. They're on that catwalk. Yeah, Luke, Luke I, well, I, saw, I saw that at your house because I was actually over to Ed's house the other night. Yeah, that, that also happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I came over. My wife and I joined you guys at your house, had dinner. It was great. Mm-hmm, got little Mary. Yeah, got little Mary. There was some, uh, a little bit of a... Uh, Involved, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. A little bit of liquor. Good times, good times, great oldies. And uh, yeah, things got weird. It was great. Mm-hmm. It was great. And uh, yeah. oh, check, I uh, checked out your lightsaber that you got from who's the company that did that? The replica Saber Forge. Saber Forge. Oh my god, those look so good. 
yeah, that that was. I didn't realize, and uh, fellow casters and fans out there, you can uh, ch- check this. But um, I didn't realize that the lightsaber is so big. That's what she said. <laughs> but really, though, like the actual lightsaber itself is huge. The hilt, right? The oh yeah yeah yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> the hilt, just the hilt. What about the lightsaber? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, the lightsaber hilt is is big, and I didn't realize it's that big. I mean, granted, like guys, you know, they they do it two handed and stuff like that, so you have to fit both hands of it on there. But I guess I was thinking of more of like a like a fencing sword, maybe like Count mm. Dooku's. You know what I mean? Because he was more of a fencer, like single handed and stuff like that. Because I, I mean, I know they're all like different size. The different right. shapes and sizes. Some are long, some are short, some are like a cheese wheel. But um, you know, it's uh, it's it's pretty cool. So yeah, dude, badass prop, man, yep. badass replica. Looking forward to seeing that at our Halloween party that's happening at my house this coming Saturday night. It is a sci-fi themed Star Wars. Halloween party. We say sci-fi theme, but everybody's going to Star Wars. I know. So. I was like, can we just have it Star Wars themed? And you're like, uh, I don't know if I can get ba- get that by the wife. I know, I know. This Halloween party is her party. Halloween is her favorite national holiday. <laughs> we'll call it. People are having. I, I've heard rumors people are having trouble getting costumes for a sci-fi themed party. I'm like, really? There's plenty of shit out there. They were, but you know what it is. People actually have to put a little bit of effort in. Ah, uh, you know I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. Sam, I know what you're saying. Great. I mean, I I actually did put some degree of effort into mine. Good. I can't wait. It's just, and it's a secret. I don't even know it. Nah, dude. You don't even you don't even know, man. You don't even know what I'm gonna have. But I, I hope it's I hope it's pictures. Snoke. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll be Snoke. You'll see my soft, shitty body kind of struggling in. <laughs> that would be um, a pretty sweet costume, I'm not going to lie. Be gross. Nobody Gold robes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, and the robes, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm thinking like half-naked James struggling out. Um, and that pasty white pink skin. Ugh. So you get any new loot? Uh, I'm, as I say this as I'm looking around, oh, I did get hole one. Mon Calamari, uh, Mon Calamari Cruiser from um, for Star Wars Armada. So I get uh, something with my credit union. I get a gift card for ten bucks from iTunes every month if I use my debit card like more than fifteen times or whatever. I feel like you've mentioned center. you getting a gift card like every week. Yeah, well, no, not every week, but it's every month. It's every month. I just like gift cards, you know. Well, you got to find the deals, man. Groupon, Living Social, like to buy one, get one. Like, I will never, ever pay full price for anything for the rest of my life. This is the, this is the world we live in, man. Like, nobody pays full price for shit anymore. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's so, almost like they set up their, their initial retail price knowing people are going to have, like, some weird discount on it. Oh, yeah, totally. Well, it's like, what, men's warehouse? Oh, look, it's two for one again. It's been two for one there for three years, all right? And I was like, so how long is the two for one going to last? Oh, it's going to end at the end of the month. It's like, that's bullshit. You'll put it up the next month, and it'll go again and keep going, and it's, it's ridiculous. Well, it's like LL Bean was like, another 20% coupon in the emails. Like, I'll just wait till next week, bro. Don't even try. It's okay. But regardless, um... Yeah, so I got this Moncal Cruiser. 
because uh, I because I use my M- our Amazon card so often we build up points and stuff like that. So I got this thing this thirty. It was for, it's usually forty bucks, but I got it for thirty, and with this my coupon I got it for like three bucks or something like that. So real big win. So now I got a decent capital shit for the rebels. I might actually be able to put together like a, a legit uh, armada. I was gonna say that was my next question. Are you going yeah. to actually be able to play? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'll have I have three victory star destroyers, and then for the rebels I have an escort frigate, <laughs> or the Nebulon B frigate, and the rebel blockade runner, the Corellian Corvette. It's just garbage. I I hear from a little bit of research I've done that the Corvettes are really good in that game. I've, I've and I've done zero. See, I and I did this with X-wing too. Like I bought a whole bunch of the miniatures, and then I learned how to play the game because the figures and the miniatures look so damn cool. Mm-hmm. I, just, I can't get over. I know I've talked about this before, but I can't get over. You get you can get more detail because it's smaller ships and a bigger. You know what I mean? Capital yeah, well, and like in Armada, the fighters are so small, and the capital ships are capital ships, so you don't get as much detail as he would in right. X-Wing. Right. And the, the the scaling isn't quite right either. Like, the scaling is pretty darn close with all of X-Wing. They try to keep it to... Oh, my God. I forgot what the scale was. One, two... Even the Millennium Falcon? Yeah. Yeah. They're all to scale. I know, Slave, all... I know Slave 1, Boba Fett's ship, is pretty big. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah, like it's almost yeah. surprising. Like, oh yeah, I guess it is that big. No, it it is. It is. also the same thing about that that big lightsaber hill that you got there. <laughs> Going back to my lightsaber. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, all so all the ships in X wing. I mean, to assert like some of them are like fractionally off by like a little bit, but not much. But the Armada stuff, some of it's like clearly off. Like the Krellian Corvette's supposed to fit into the docking bay of the Star Destroyer. That is clearly not going to happen. Things like half the length of it kind of thing. So they've had to adjust some of the uh, uh, they have had to adjust some of the scales on the sh- on the models to make it work. But you know, for all intents and purposes, it does a really good job. So again, so that's that's what I got this week. Nice. Did you um you finish any books or start any? Uh, yeah, I, well, I finished Leia two weeks ago, and again, the reason why I wasn't here last week is I've been traveling for work, going to training, so I'm an electrical engineer, and I was at ArcFlash training last week, learning software, ETAP, to learn uh, how to calculate ArcFlash, and short circuit study analysis, and load flow calcs, and all that fun, boring, gross stuff, so I did not have any time to do this podcast, and I was so sad about it. But um, I did we were sad too. a little while Maybe. ago. I've been actually rereading Thrawn, uh, just kind of in my pastime, because that's what I do. Everything Thrawn, all the time, every time. Mm-hmm. But I want to read Phasma next. That's my next one. So I'm going to go out and pick that up, and then uh, get the, uh, what was it, the, the book that I almost stole from you, Ed, the uh, Tales, um, all the short stories. Oh, you should have, because... The um, what's the point of view one? Point of view. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, I have been trying to find time to actually read the physical copy, and you know how I am. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I know. Well, you have, two, you have twin very adorable little girls, so yeah, they that, take up all your time. That have fits and take up all my time. 
but I caved and got the audio book and skipped up to where I was. I did that today, actually. So I've advanced in the book like that, but you can borrow my hard copy. I don't, I don't use it. So no, no, because I want it for like my own, my my own, my precious. I was watching The Hobbit the other day. Were you really? Yeah. Which one? One, the first two, one. Or three. First one. First one, I think, is the best one. All the rest of them was shit. I was challenging my wife because she was saying, "I haven't. I've seen that." And I'm like, "I don't know. I feel like you think you've <laughs> seen Lord of the Rings and you're getting a mix." Feel like up. that's. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we digress. We digress. <clears throat> uh, I finished. Phas- yeah, I finished. Well, yeah, we'll get to that. I finished Phasma. I finished. Uh, that's it, Phasma. And I'm in the middle of the point of view book. I just finished the R5D4 story. Ooh, any, um... And I have a comment about that. Well, go on with your comment, and then I have a question. Okay. R5D4 mentions that he is very inferior to the R2D2 unit that showed up on the Sankara. Who is this R5D4 unit? Who is it? Oh, it's the red... It's the red droid... That you see crawler. in yeah on the sand crawl or that um, they initially try to buy the the Lars at the Lars homestead with Luke at the beginning of A New Hope. They're like, what about that one, or whatever, you know? What about that one? Actually, I think he's pointing at R two for that. But anyway, yeah. so like he has he's they pick the R five D four unit and he moves towards them and then he blows his motivator because he has a bad one. And uh, and then uh, R two. They end up buying R2. So apparently, in the story... Do you want to hear it or do you want to read it? Are you I'll good? hear it. Spoiler alert. <laughs> apparently, like, R2 tells him, like, I'm on a mission and it's dire. It's for the galaxy. Like, it's we're going to save the galaxy. I need I need to be sold. Like, I can't stand the Sandcrawler. And R5 is like, man, I've been here four years on this sand crawler. These Jawas suck. I've got sand inside me. I'm just fucking... This life fucking sucks so he starts moving out but then he feels really bad because r2 is like dude the galaxy and then blows his he's like all right well fuck i feel bad but then he's like thinking and suddenly like he's able to do all that like bad the bad motivator stuff which a normal program droid can't Mm. so i think r2 tinkered with him when he was sleeping because he woke up to r2 like doing something to him but he the oh, book hey. yeah the book made it feel like he caught him before he could but maybe mm. he did do something or it also hinted at maybe he was part of the rebellion or something like that to begin with but that would be four years ago so i don't know yeah so yeah so he blows his top and then blows his load or it doesn't get sold but anyway so uh so far i like it i don't know it's a little little stories about a Tuscan Raider, a couple Tuscan Raiders, a female and a male, and one's killing a crate dragon, and a couple nice. Jawa, a Jawa that finds R2. Oh, sure. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. like he, he gets droids and he's deleting memory core. He like consumes all the info from their memories and then deletes them. But then he gets R2 and does the same thing, but then he's like, this is, this this droid's been through a fuckload. 
I can't delete this, you know, and then goes on from there. Ah, interesting. The force was guiding him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But so anyway. I have, I have a question. Yeah. So of all of you don't have to go into detail, like tell the story, but which one's your favorite story so far? So far? Yeah. Hmm. I think the one, because it, it's kind of moving through A New Hope, the movie, like all the little stories as you go through it. It's like oh. little side stories that kind of follow the movie. Uh, I, so I'm not that far, obviously, because I'm only at the Lars Homestead. Mm-hmm. But uh, the one about one of the troopers that was on the uh, Tentivi, that's how you pronounce it now, I know, the Tentivi 4. I think his name's like Ramus or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, how he recalls Vader in the hallway, like we see in Rogue One, the movie. Ooh. He's like, it was like a horror film. Or no, he doesn't say that, but it was like really, really scary. And he's just like, can't get over it. PTSD. Sure, sure. But anyway. Awesome. Yeah, it's cool. Right. And there was a bad one. There was one like like this paper pusher, is, which is what it would be nowadays. Like you fill out forms and stuff in the Empire. And they, it was the person that decided not to shoot at the escape pod with R2-D2 and C-3PO huh. in it, you know, as it shot down to Tatooine. And he's like, there's no life forms. I'm not going to shoot at it. And then he realizes later, like, oh, shit. We didn't find the plans on the Corvette, so I'm fucked. So he goes up to this chick, and I think it's I think it's titled Sith uh, Darth of the Data or Sith Dark Lord of the Data or something like that. And she's like queen of like manipulating forms and what forms to fill out to like hide hide shit, and she just does it for him. It's kind of stupid. <laughs> That's all right. It's not stupid. Well, maybe know. it's kind of stupid. But yeah. anyway, that was that. So you want to go into the news? Um, yeah. Uh, one more quick comment. Though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, so I play trombone in the band called The Fog Carters. You hear our music on the uh, intro and the outro of our awesome podcast. Um, so playing a show the other night, one of the guys I bumped into – friends with this guy who put this group together and it took them years to do this but they took sergeant pepper's lonely hearts beatles album and they played it through a new hope with subtitles so they played it and they sounded like the beatles and they tracked it all 11 tracks well tracks 12 and 13 all the way to 13 anyways through star wars a new hope and told the story of Star Wars A New Hope, but to the tune of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I think we should get a sample on here, if we can. For sure, we should do an outro with it. I think we should totally do an outro on it, because we hope you have enjoyed the show. Mm-hmm. But if it's not going to be that, it's going to be... Star Wars. Okay, all right, so the outro today is going to be that. Right? Can we do that? Of course. YouTube. Yeah. All right. So yeah, that'll be a shout out to our. It's a fan made, not intended for commercial use, unofficial. Um, 
but yeah, Palette Swap Ninja on YouTube. So credit to that dude. He's awesome. And you obviously told him about our podcast. I did tell him about the podcast. He actually told me about it because he saw our podcast. No. Oh, on Facebook? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. So yeah, let's go into the news. Fuck it. All right, I'm actually going to start with the hottest news. We'll get to Holdo. But uh, let's oh, start with Han Solo. So, uh, oh, what do you mean that fucking terrible <laughs> fucking title this for this movie? Ron Howard, Ron Howard put out a nice little video uh, commending the crew for wrapping up filming and saying they're awesome. And then he's like, "For this, am I allowed to say the title of this movie?" You know, all like sarcastic. And then they give him uh, like a uh, sign, uh. and he shows it to everybody, and it says "Solo." A Star Wars story. Ho, 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 ho. What are your initial ah, thoughts ah, on that, James? Ah, uh, uh, I, I think it's shit. Just shit. Like, I'm not, I mean, I know that all the titles to all the Star Wars movies aren't like the most literary masterpieces that they are. Pretty simple from older days and old time movies and stuff like that. But come on. Solo. You made a good comment offline, Ed, that it's too bad that the three books, the Aftermath books, came out. Mm-hmm. Because a good title for this could have been Life Debt, like you said. Hinting at what? Oh, yeah. Hinting at Chewie. Yes. So Being a part of this. Yeah, Chewie has a life debt to Han. That's why he's with him and left his, as we now know, a family. He has a family. Back on uh, Kashyyyk. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was like, man, that would have been a sweet title for the movie, Life Debt. But Chuck Wendig had a novel about it, which wasn't really about it. Right? Yep. Those Wendig novels, I mean, they got better. But it started out like, what? Yeah, it was pretty. Yeah. What did you think of those? I haven't really talked to you about it. What did you think of the Chuck Wendig trilogy? So first, I didn't really know what to make of it. It was a hard read. Like the the first one, the first one was very difficult for me to wrap my head around because there were so many different plot lines going on and so many like micro stories, and some of them connected like related to each other or were the results of other short stories of unrelated events that happened throughout this arc, throughout the story, the, the entire book. Mm-hmm. But some of them didn't resolve at all. So it's just totally. like random four to six pages of just whatever, nothing that plays no role that gives me no real deep insight. So I was a little upset about that. Um, well, it kind of felt like, like they were planting little planting little like seeds for other authors to come in and be like, all right, I'll take that and make a novel out of it or comic or whatever. Right. Then yeah. that, then it kind of feel like that. It's true. That's true. And like you said, they will probably be, you know, making these into other. Hopefully like, awesome. So hopefully awesome. Like spinoffs and things like that. So I'm, I'm sure there'll be, there'll be something, but. I think I think uh, the first aftermath is what it's called novel. 
kind of had had a lot on its shoulders, and I don't think Chuck Wendig realized it. And he kind of admitted it. It admitted it in the uh, one of the recent Star Wars show episodes when they interviewed him. He was oh, like, I didn't realize it was such a you know had such so much writing on it you know because it was the first one well, of the first yeah. novels that came out bridging the movies. No shit. Plus his his unique writing style. There was something about it. It's that different. Just, yeah. It's totally different from what I'll call ourselves traditionalist um, Star Wars fans, old school of reading, you know, growing up leaving Kevin Anderson and Stackpole and Zahn and all the rest. Um, a lot different from what we're used to. Right. And even in like the New Jedi Order and then uh, Legacy of the Force and stuff like that, the writing was, Wendy's writing was totally different. And that took some getting used to. It, it portrayed... What was, very, what was very interesting is when, uh, in the second book, I think, is when our our merry band of Imperial hunters uh, come across Han Solo in the woods when Han Solo's by himself, gone rogue, trying to rescue Chewie. Remember that? The prison yeah. thing? It was just very, very interesting seeing Solo like that. Because he was like, I don't know, almost... Uh, well, okay, so you say merry band... And this goes to my next point. For, like, <clears throat> the entire trilogy, I felt like the group... It, I, it felt like a bunch of friends getting together doing a Star Wars D&D RPG kind of game. You know, like, like <laughs> I'm going to be the tech guy. I'm going to be the ammo guy. I'm going to be the... You know what I mean? Like, it yeah, just felt like... The undercover guy. And yeah, yeah. The guy with the rescue ship ready to pick <laughs> you up and... It yeah, felt like an RPG right. in like novel form. Oh my god, you're right. It was like a D and D. That was terrible. I've never played that game. Just kidding. I never have either, but it sounds just like it. Shout out yeah, to my no, brothers I'm... playing D and D. Anyway. Yeah, I mean it's just and even the third one when they rescue Chewie and stuff, and Han and Chewie decide to stay in Kajik, which is cool, but it's just like weird because they take the Falcon back or something. I, I, don't, I don't know. There's just a whole lot yeah. going on there. Let's, that I just did. Let's get back to Solo. A Star oh, Wars story. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. It's simple, right? But I can't help but thinking it was like the backup name, and they were debating it because they held off so long giving us a title. Like, it's they true. always were like, hashtag untitled Han Solo movie. They held off so long. And then, like, when he announces that they're rapping, they're like, Solo, Star Wars story. So it almost felt like they didn't know, literally, until the end. Well, that's quite possible. I mean, so we have, um, let's, let's just say it's November because fucking it's November already. November, December, January, February, March, April, May. That's seven months away. That's still a pretty long friggin' time before the next the, the next Star Wars movie comes mm. out. And I feel like it's a decent amount of. But they finished notice. writing. They started writing it like bef like before Force Awakens even came out. Yeah. Well, so I like feel... they've had so much time. I know. I know the director stuff happened when they got rid of Lord and Middle Miller, but still. Yeah. Well, they also put on themselves a. Uh, a very significant and um, aggressive uh, goal that they're going to come out with a Star Wars movie every single year. Hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? 
So it wouldn't surprise me if they already have other scripts being written right now. You yeah. Know, there's, there's, there's probably a Kenobi script in there. They just probably. have like this lab. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just this experimenting. Lab of dudes that like as soon as they're done writing a script, they're executed because they can't leak. Cause that's the only way to prevent leaks these days is if you just straight up kill someone who's been working on it. Just kidding. That's not actually. Don't ever do that. It's a fucking terrible thing. Right, right. We don't condone that here at Scruffy Looking. No, no, we looking. don't. But I'm just saying, if HBO went all red wedding on all its staff, they would never have had any of these leaks. But anyways, <laughs> you digress. I will be digress. Um, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't really seem very well thought out. Solo. Well, you know what? I feel like it feels like there's no sequel intended. I mean, like, kind of because it says solo for one, but the second movie, duo. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, okay, also think about all the previous Star Wars titles. Like, um, yeah, I all of them. Hope. Pretty much. Phantom Menace, yeah. Attack of the Clones, Re- you know, Revenge of the Sith, Return of the Jedi. It's, it's it, nowhere and... near like any of those. No, but the the movie the the movie title directly describes what the movie is. Rogue One. This is about Rogue One, a Phantom Menace. It's about the Phantom Menace, you know, Sidious and the the rediscovery of the Sith, Attack of the Clones, the start of the Clone Wars, Revenge of the Sith, Anakin killing a bunch of children, babies. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and through the darkness of the Empire, between the events of Episode Three and Episode Four, you have a new hope. The Death Star gets destroyed, and Luke Skywalker and our merry band of heroes appear, and Empire Strikes Back. Luke loses his hand and turns so, into a funny little bitch. And... What do you think about The Force Awakens? Do you think that follows that trend of episode one through six? Yeah, I think so, man. Like, The Force Awakens. Like, Rey had the Force awoken inside of her. Hmm. Like, she was clearly the focus and main primary antagonist of... The, or protagonist, rather, of uh, of the movie. And The Last Jedi, this is Luke. Luke is the last Jedi. Yeah. Not Rey, what some kneelers might think. I think... I th- Luke is the last Jedi. I think Ryan Johnson may have said this, but I think the title will evolve throughout the movie. Like, it's obviously Luke at first, but it might evolve to, like, Luke and Rey. Or, you know, because it can be plural. Ooh, or even Kylo. Or Kylo. Oh, my God. Ben. Ben. Ben! <laughs> uh, but, oh, yeah, no. like, like you get verbs and, and, like, verb with a noun in some of these titles. And, like, solos, just solo. Yeah, like, not even a preposition. What the fuck? But, no, like, um... With regard to the to the Kylo Ren thing I just mentioned, where we just you just we just mentioned, like, you know, they'll say like Last Jedi is going to be Rey, but no, it's going to be Luke because Luke may turn her into like the Gray Jedi, which is like there's no such thing as Jedi; it's just Force users who are good or, you know, chaotic neutral maybe. But maybe, you know, what if Kylo Ren became a Jedi Knight, and then he went dark? You know, then Kylo could be portrayed as the last Jedi because he was the new generation of Jedi. Or rather, he was the last of the old generation that Luke had trained. You know what I mean? Because he probably taught them in the traditional ways of the Force that he was trained or that Obi-Wan and Yoda had trained people before him. So maybe Kylo 
could be inferred as the last Jedi. So I think you're right. It's probably going to be thrown around a few times. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's kind of like a double, triple, or quadruple meaning. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. <laughs> so what's your favorite title of all the movies? Now that we're talking about titles, do you have one? I don't know. Like uh, oh, a, title, some, a title name? Yeah, yeah. So, so like some of them, like they come off like cheesy old school, but like works. So it kind of makes it good, right? Like Attack of the Clones. Well, that's not a good movie, but uh, well, <laughs> but the, the name sounds cool. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, a Phantom Menace. Like I, I like that. Fan, yeah, Revenge of the yeah. Sith. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. If I were to, if I'm looking at it in that in like straight literary regard, I would say I'd agree with you, Phantom Menace or The Force Awakens. Hmm. Yeah. Well, The Force yeah. Awakens has multiple like possibilities too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are multiple entendres to that as well. You know what and, I mean? Yeah. And Phantom Menace, you pretty much know what it is but mm. i still well, like it let's let's just quick before we go back to the solo movie let's quickly die let's quickly uh um dissect the force awakens in its multiple meetings so you have the force awakening in ray clearly mm-hmm. you also have the force awakening in han solo han solo when he decides to come back and join Leia to fight. Okay, all right, all right. You and know? and Pablo Hidalgo has said that some people are force sensitive, and that by that may be why they're better at surviving and doing things. AKA maybe on Solo. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But I, I didn't, and I didn't mean it literally, like the force awoken inside him, but like. The force is everywhere, as Yoda uh, says. Okay, okay, you know, okay, all right. But binds the galaxy together, so the force, like you know what I mean. Here, like, here's, a, here's another awakening a... for you: Kylo Ren killing his dad. I absolutely, totally. And then another awakening, um, Finn. And that very moment when he saw in the very opening scene of the movie when he's killing all those innocent people, like. That, that well, he doesn't, and... but yeah. Well, no, he doesn't, but his... Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are... But then he awakens and is like, shit, this, exactly. this could be bad. <laughs> and that's... His His is actually the most overt sort of awakening realization in the entire movie. Yep. Because you see him, like, physically dealing with this, like, oh my god, oh my, oh my, and oh his, my god. And his buddy Stormtrooper dying in his hands. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that's a super physical reaction, whereas Ray's is more of a mental reaction. Yeah, Han Solo's is just sort of like a gut reaction. I like that. I like, like that you brought up Han Solo. That's a good one. You know, because it's because Maz, Maz was like, "You need to get back involved" or whatever. Remember that? When... Exactly, and those that was part of the force acting through all the characters, as far as like you know, maybe influencing others to help convince him that he needs to get back in the fight because that's what he was meant to do, is to fight for good, you know? Right. And then um, 
the Force Awakening Luke when he gets his lightsaber back at the very end. Oh, I mean, that's that, interesting. That, that, you know, imagine, well, he like, doesn't touch it yet. No, he doesn't. <laughs> like we see it, like we see it in the in the trailer, which is pretty cool that I posted up on my Twitter feed and on uh, Facebook. But with Luke, like he doesn't have to touch it. Like he sees that and he's like, "Oh damn, that is my lightsaber." The last time I had this, at least according to our per, our point of view, see what I did there mm. was Empire Strikes Back when he lost his hand. Yep. Just think about how long he's been meditating there. Just sitting there, maybe even standing in that same position, staring out at that same spot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then this Watch fucking it. girl walks up and holds out that, that like, vile thing to him. my Girl Scout cookies this year. <laughs> I don't have enough freezer space for them thin men's. Damn Anybody it. want some cookies? Yeah. <laughs> Would you like some cookies? From Jakku. Yeah, he's probably sees that fucking thing and he's like, "What? Get that the fuck out of my face!" Yeah, yeah, PTSD. But uh, yeah, so, yeah, I think you have awakenings in all the characters, and then another awakening—the sort of rekindled love that Leia and Han have for each other. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. you know that moment, that hugging moment they share before Han went off on his final journey. Yep. So there's a lot of or when they first meet in the movie or when they or when they first meet, but they didn't embrace next though. next to that like shitty looking ship, ugly ass thing that looks like a B wing bomber cockpit on on a I don't know garbage. It looks ship. nothing like a B wing. That's what it said in the I book, man. It says love... scout salvage from a B wing, the cockpit uh, thing. I love B wings. Kidding me? B wing um, lovers, we gotta yeah, stand up. Life. So the uh, and then Ray's so Ray's awakening, half of it came when uh, Daniel Craig entered the room and 007 tried to mess with her and she took over his mind. Right, that's where I I personally think the real Force Awakening is. We mentioned well, that in the last will... podcast. If you would have listened to it, <laughs> I haven't yet. I'm fucking terrible. <laughs> yes, you are. Sorry. <laughs> And I'm so excited to listen to it because our friend Claire was on. And I'm mm-hmm. so sad that I missed that. So yeah, sad. she was sad too. God, I was so bummed. But, well, wait, before you go that route, though, I think it was actually when uh, Kylo Ren was, like, reaching into her mind to grab something. She spit back at him, like, you're just afraid that you won't be as strong as Darth Vader. Yeah. That was her awakening right now. For sure. But then she had a secondary, like, another awakening at the very end when... Their lo- their lightsabers are locked, yeah. and she's just like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, bitch, this ain't happening." Definitely mentioned that last episode. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> son of a! Bitch. Those two exact points. Yes, you got it. You're good. At least hey, we agree. Know, that just means that we're awesome, right? <laughs> yes. That's that's right. That's right. All right. So, anyways, back to the solo title. I think it's garbage. But, you know, I think everything's garbage because it's only said it so the kneelers know which movie so, they're watching. I have another question. So we know Bob Iger, or one of the people on that board, has said that it's about how he gets his name. Do you think this is a hint that, like, it's literally about how he got his name and his name really isn't Solo? So I saw this on in the Twitter space, and uh, I wrote back something really nasty that I had to take down. Because <laughs> if uh, 
if this is about him getting his blood stripes or, or no, if this is about him earning his name, I am going to be bullshit. I just bullshit. No, his name is Han Solo. His name isn't like it's not like yeah, it's not like Han Smith or something. Yeah, it's like oh look, it's Eric. Come on, everyone, say hi to Eric. Like no, no, it's Han. <laughs> Hans Olo. Well, Han. Actually, I mean, no, it's Hans. Hans <laughs> Olo. Hans Olo. Anyways. Oh uh, yeah, I hope I'm with you. It better not be his birth name. Should be Han Solo because I will. It's like that we fucking grew up with that. That's he's Ugh. fucking on solo. Don't change that shit. Well, and that's the thing too. And he doesn't work solo. Him. He's got Chewie. There's no way. Exactly. No, I, I so by changing Han Solo into some other fucking douchebag name with Woody Harrelson by his side, like Beckett. Whatever. But like changing that change is a real significant part of the classic original trilogy lore that made this what it all is like don't mess with that don't mess with that shit i feel like they're smarter than that and they're just let there's baiting people on yeah we'll be fine we'll be fine you know i think we will i think it'll be more of like they'll say how he got his name as in the figurative how he got his name like how he got his name as like a famous smuggler and a pirate and a scoundrel that's mm-hmm. how I think it'll be. Yeah. Me too. Not I how he so. got his physical name, but like how he became who he is. Became the fucking guy that does the Kelsa run in a yeah, record time. Because, you know, if, if George Lucas had called us Solo and he came up with the story, it would be fucking stupid. Like, Han Solo was really Han Skywalker. I will he's, say, if it happens... the son of Padme that yeah. was hidden away. <laughs> if this happens, like, if it comes out that that's not his real birth name, will you be all right with it knowing that Lawrence Kasdan was the one that that wrote it? No, I won't be okay with it. You, I, like I said, even if Lucas himself came out and said that, I would not be okay with it. Yeah, yeah. It's been so long. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, you, you just can't fuck with that, man. It's so, just like... Anyways, go. Uh, yeah, let's move on. We 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 thought oh, we wouldn't have enough content tonight. We're already 40 minutes in. And... Hold the door. <laughs> let's move on to Holdo. I mean, Holdo. Ad- Vice Admiral Holdo. Holdo. So, in Last Jedi news, a new photo was posted by Ellen Tube, which is Hold like, on. what's her name? Ellen? Hold on. You yes. know that show? Yeah. Yes. And what was her name in the Leia book? Crazy Lady? Uh, Vice Admiral Holdo. Oh, Holdo. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, the photo is her standing in front of um, some soldiers and a BB unit that uh, yeah, looks like blue, 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 black, blue with like. It's like camo-y, blue-black, like like you'd use it in water. I don't know. Like like if it was camouflage on Camino or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the head isn't dome-shaped, I don't think. It's like flat on top. Yeah, it's got kind of a little chub on it. But yeah, it's got like weird It almost looks top. like the version of the evil BB-8 unit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because the evil, the evil version of the BB-8 unit has a black top. Doesn't this remind... Doesn't she Is that a like Bothan behind her? Looks like no. a... No. What is that? It's it's the same um, race as the dude, the current chancellor who died in The Force Awakens, and I can't think of his name right now. The current chancellor. Okay. 
But it's not a Bothan. Okay. Anyway. No. So you know what this this photo reminds me of? Return of the Jedi. Like you know, yes, you know, on the Mon Cal Cruzma, on the yeah. Mon Cal Cruiser or whatever. Like all the soldiers in the back, like they look kind of Return of the Jedi e with their oh, green totally. green um, fatigues and and that chick on the right looks like she's holding her hands weird. But anyway, uh, it, it looks it looks like uh, Leia's daughter. Carrie Fisher's daughter, Billy. Billy it does kind of look like that. Yeah. Oh. But anyway, uh, the lighting looks kind of weird. Like she's in front of a green screen. But other than that, <laughs> she probably is. <laughs> <laughs> so the 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 alien that you thought was a Bothan. So yeah. the same um, the same um, race as the Chancellor who died in uh, the Force Awakens, the Chancellor of the Republic, Chancellor Vilsham, is a male Tarsunt. Okay. There and are, that, is that a new race for the... Yeah. Like, in the canon? Yep. Okay. Yeah, okay, I see it now. Yeah. Wasn't there one in one of the photos for Canto Bite? I feel like. I don't know. There was something in Canto... On one of the Canto Bite photos that people thought was a Bothan. Anyway. <laughs> cool. Uh, so yeah, any comments on how she looks? She looks like she's wearing garb that doesn't belong, because they're yeah, all wearing awesome. Yeah, I like it. Don't get me wrong, but like everyone else is wearing combat or like fatigued, you know, like with rank insignia and stuff, and she's just in a dress with purple hair, purple well, dress. I mean, if you look at Leia too, Leia's also in a dress. Mm, good point. On all those, and so Holdo, Amelin, Amelin. 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 Is that how they say it in yeah. the uh, audiobook? Yes. That is, that is a good thing about the audiobook. You definitely get the correct pronunciations of all the names and planets and everything. We think. One would think. One would think. But so Amelin Holdo, in the book, Leia is like this sort of. Um, how did you guys put it? She's the. Uh, Luna of um, Luna Lovegood of Harry Potter. Luna yeah. Lovegood of Harry Potter is so true. She's just kind of like. Weird, odd, quirky, and dresses in these super obnoxious stuff. I cannot wait. Cannot wait to see what Laura Dern does with that character. Because now that we've had that impression and preview of how she is in the book as a teenager. Yeah. yeah. I can't wait to see how she is as in uh, an adult. But we'll we'll review that book coming up. Kev wants to review that, so we'll do Yeah, that we'll him. wait for Kev to come back on that. Or we'll just do it now. Sorry! Oh! No, we'll oh, wait. Oh, <laughs> we got so much more to talk about. I get uh, pissed off at. Anyway, look, are right, you ready to move on to Rebels? Yeah, let's get pissed off. Let's get <laughs> pissed off. What? Okay, uh, let's start off. Before we, no, no, no. Before we, wait, 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 wait. Before we start on the latest two episodes, which came out today... What did you think of the Mandalorian episodes? Did you watch them? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. And I thought they were okay. They're okay. All right. All right. So that it it ended and I didn't it came it came to me after after we broadcast uh, broadca- recorded mm-hmm. Uh, listening to other podcasts and their reactions to Rebels, I was like, fuck, you're right. God damn it. That's stupid. <laughs> anyway, 
at the end, uh, when do you know that weapon that um, that it's called the Duchess? Yes, it destroys Mandalorians. Anyway, or like it's attracted to their armor, so she reconfigures it. Yeah, she reconfigures it to hit Imperials uh, armor, stormtroopers, and specifically. And then uh, she's about to like turn it way up to destroy, like to kill all the stormtroopers around them. And Bo-Katan is like, Sabine, no, that's not our way. We're not gonna do that. She's like, Oh, you're right. And then they like. They leave. The fucking Star Destroyer ends up blowing up anyway. Yeah. Because the react it's like, uh, so the same thing you wanted happened. <laughs> it's like they, redundant, stupid. Like yeah, I guess I guess she had the right frame of mind, but uh no, it was stupid in a way that like they didn't pull the trigger. It's like Batman and Batman begins when he says I'm not killing you, but I don't have to save you. Mm. It's stupid shit like that. I can't help but think like maybe they did that because Ezra was wearing that helmet. But that's well, Ezra flipped it off pretty quick. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I feel like you don't have time when you're getting hit by that thing. It was hitting his head. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's relatively easy to, to flip off the helmet, though, one would think. Whereas if it's like your whole body armor is all strapped onto you and shit, and that's impossible to take off, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know, that's kind of my thought on it. I thought the whole thing was dumb. Here's this cool super weapon that is only attracted to the special type of armor. Like, come on. I have like, a question no, for you. We keep wearing this armor because we've been wearing it for 500 years, even though it's a really easy way to kill us now. I'm still going to wear it because I'm stupid. Well, how how old is Sabine? Think about this for a second. I think she's a te- in her teens or yeah, late teens. Yeah, she's yeah, she's young. So she has had to been had had to have been to the Imperial Academy and developed a super weapon, essentially. In her yeah. teens. Well, that's why she's so special. What, like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine making something like the atomic bomb in high school? <laughs> hey, some people were smarter than others, you know? Who knows? Who knows? Oh, rebels. Yeah, no, it's ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, no, I wasn't, I don't know. Yeah, at least it it solved the uh, question that I had about um, about whether Ezra was killing them all with his force lightning. Yes, remember that? Yeah, and we definitely brought that up last podcast. Oh, last episode. I'll keep bringing it up. Don't worry. Thank you. (laughs) So yeah, I'm glad that uh, we solved it. That's right. Yeah, I'm glad that bullshit happened, which is obnoxious. so I thought it was a missed opportunity when the the part one ended and we thought Sabine's mom and brother died. Yeah, like I was like, oh, this is this is the way they're gonna make it fucking dark and dirty and like, oh, I'm gonna love this season. It's gonna be great. It's gonna end on a good note, good note, bad note, whatever. Yep. No. Just kidding. Hey, Sabine, your brother and I are right here, and we're perfectly okay. <laughs> what a tease. Jesus. 
Well, not even a tease. Just fucking stupid. Just kill them already. They're not going to live. They're not even like primary characters, and they no, didn't kill them. No, they're not. They can't. There's no way they're gonna kill any of the main characters. No, they can't kill them. No, I know. I know. It's like it's like The Walking Dead. You know, The Walking Dead was great because the first two seasons, they even three seasons, they would kill off major characters. Yeah, something happened. That's right? what made it cool. Same thing with Game of Thrones. Killing off major characters. Mm-hmm. That's what makes it cool. This, this is another shitty cartoon, man. <laughs> <laughs> It just ugh. let's I move mean, on. Let's move on to the new episodes. So there were two oh, parts again, yeah. and the they were called the yeah. And the name of the rebellion. So do you want to start off, or do you want me to? Ah, uh, you go, man. My voice is. <laughs> <laughs> so it starts with them uh, connecting up. They they left Mandalore, and they're connecting up with the um, Rebel Cell or Alliance, I guess, on mm-hmm. Yavin, Yavin Four. Uh, which was cool. I like that. Finally, right? Anyway, so they get there, and I already have issues. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, their their ship. What is their ship? Is it a Mandalorian ship? It's like it kind of yeah, looks like Darth Maul's ship. Mandalorian starfighter. Yeah. Well, maybe not starfighter, but yeah. Anyway, it goes into land. You know, next to the like Aztec pyramid thing and there's no shadows around them i can't even tell how big the ship is i I don't anyway it looked like they were gonna land on like next to it but then they're like it's two in the forefront or it's giant i can't tell my my brain was like what's going on Mm -hmm. (laughs) this is getting really picky but for some reason (laughs) it really bothered me so they land they get off and they're like where's Hera?" And they're like, oh, she's on a supply mission. And then suddenly she appears with her squadron, including Wedge. Cool. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's cool. And But they're, like, damaged. And she's lost some of her squadron. And there's, like, smoke coming out from behind him. And she's like, dump your fuel. Yeah. And I'm like, why? Like, what? Does that prevent, like, an explosion? Like, what, what do you think? Why? Why would you dump your fuel? Like, wait. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't Maybe because when you crash, you wouldn't explode so much. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> See, it's smart when they think about shit like that, but when they give opportunities to really kill people, they don't. Oh, right. Uh, also, where did they, where did that ship they land, the Ezra landed on go? It would be in the way, technically, right? Great question. Great question. That was my other question, because... Now they're like landing like they're normal fighters from nowadays, not just hovering down. You know, they gotta like have a runway with no, with no wheels. So like, yeah. where did that fucking ship go? That would be clearly in the way. Also, they don't show any of the other four fighters she was with land either. You need room for them. Mm-hmm. Like Wedge sure. just walks up and is like, "Oh, you're good, all right." But she loses her astromech droid and Chopper's there and blah blah blah. Oh no, no, no! Oh wait, just kidding. He's there. Ah, another great opportunity to kill him. But we see him in Rogue One, so we know he survives. Right, right, right. That's fine. No, I was just that whole like beginning scene. I was like, "What?" It's just kind of <laughs> awkward, like force, you know. 
Anyway, so it moves on. We find out. Was, did we know Ezra was a lieutenant commander before that? What? No. Yeah, because uh, Mon Mothma was like, Lieutenant Commander Ezra. Or, yeah, I think she said Lieutenant Commander. Yeah, no, no. Because you can't call it. him Commander because Luke Skywalker was a commander. Ah. Uh, and you can't well, think that Ezra is more badass than Luke Skywalker. Commander would, Skywalker reported in yet? Would you like to be a 17-year-old Lieutenant Commander? Yes. Dear God. Uh, anyway, like, so... Uh, sorry, what did you really say? Well, I like the call forward about Jeddah. Yeah, so this goes into the briefing they have afterwards about that communication dish that the Empire has that can that's apparently foiling their plans. They can get hmm. re, they can get reinforcements to to places better in that sector. So they're like, we got to do something about this. Well, we don't want to destroy it. We're gonna like recalibrate it so we know what's going on, like hack into it and take info from it so we can do our shit around the Empire's shit. Um, Mm -hmm. But Ezra freaks the fuck out, because, you know, it's Ezra, and his character doesn't change. He's just a selfish brat. Yeah, It's like, what about my home planet Lothal? What about Lothal? What about me? Me? I don't care about the entire galaxy. Like, he doesn't grow up. No. Four seasons, he hasn't grown up. No. But uh, the episode goes on later. Tell me if I miss anything. But the episode goes on later, and and uh, Guerrera has a droid there or something, and he projects oh, yeah. him talking to Mon Mothma and all the rebels around there. And I actually loved this part. Anything with Saw lately in these this part and the next part, mm-hmm. I absolutely liked. I, Saw is like helping rebels. Yeah, well, they're really emphasizing the whole, like, the breakaway of him and Mom Mothma. Yeah. Like, how Saw and his, and his band, like, broke off. Which is good. I'm glad they're going into that. Mm-hmm. As they should. Well, he, I, I feel like he's, like, fucking God's gift to rebels. He's bringing it back <laughs> to Earth. Yeah, he's the only one saving anything right now. But it, all the... It... <sighs> The main characters just feel invisible. They're never going to die. I don't think they're going to die now. Anyway, we'll, we'll keep going. And going on. Moving <laughs> on. So then they go on a mission to try and get on the dish and, like, you know, hack into it. Uh, they say you'll you'll drop in, like, parachuting, kind of, but with jetpacks and not a parachute. Yeah, yeah. From high altitude out of range of sensors somehow. <laughs> Something. But then we'll pick you up. We'll pick you up by going below the sensors and pick you up. I'm like, why don't, can't you just do that to drop them off? That was another point. I was like, that doesn't make sense. You know, again, these are a lot of questions that you're not supposed to be asking. <laughs> I'm trying to make people out there hate rebels. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not trying to do that. I'm just pointing out stuff that was bothering me because I was like, I got to talk about this on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of things that bother me about it. Uh, and then, correct me if I'm wrong, but they they're like they get caught somehow because some transmission from a frigate that happens to be around there, and Ezra tries to do stupid shit, like act like he's an imperial officer. Right, officer. Uh. But they call his ruse, and 
show up and they turn the dish around. There's a lot of falling and sliding. I'm reminiscent, actually, of the movie Goldeneye. Mm? <laughs> right? Another one with Sean Bean who died. <laughs> Fuck. He's so good. I like Sean Bean a lot. He should be in Star Wars. Sean Bean in Star Wars. What would you do? He would die. <laughs> Probably. Immediately. You would love it, though. It wouldn't even last fucking half half and half and uh, half a movie. <laughs> He'd just be some imperial officer red shirt. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but he would go down in glory and it would be the best fucking movie ever. Anyway. <clears throat> uh so they get caught, they're like fighting stormtroopers and stuff in the dish, and Ezra does his stupid wave. He waves at the fucking frigate. I don't know. His humor's pissing me off. Yeah. Again, the child thing. Yeah. But, um... Why was the ghost flying through the fog? Were they trying to get to them? Or are they um, leaving? They're trying to get to them. That's right. So the yeah. ghost... Uh, Hera's, like, gets informed that they need extraction. So they have to go... or They fly in... And then that frigate releases two of those tied defenders. And then the defenders chase the ghost. And then they have to, like, they have this sweet idea, which is a good idea, to go down into the fog of the planet, which is, like, cloudy, and try and shake them. Mm -hmm. And this was Kanan's idea. He's like, don't worry. I can guide you. I can see, even though I'm blind. (laughs) (laughs) And at this point, at this point, like he's telling him to telling her to like move left X amount of degrees or this or that. And I'm like, why don't you just fucking pilot? (laughs) I know. I was like, just grab the freaking control, man. I honestly, right? Like, I'm like, I would just be like, just take the seat, pilot it. Don't tell me when to turn. It's coming up too fast. Anyway, that was another thing that really bothered me. Yeah. Yeah. They get in there, but or they don't get there in time. Actually, Saw Gerrera shows up. Mm-hmm. Fucks it up for everyone with a better plan. Destroy <laughs> the dish. Don't hack into it. <laughs> Throws some fucking bombs onto the dish and like saves Ezra and Sabine. Did we mention mm-hmm. that they they were together anyway? Ezra and Sabine were the ones that were going into hack with Chopper. So saves Ezra and Sabine and Chopper on his U-wing. And they leave and blow up the dish. And then the Ooh. ghost the ghost is like behind him like, uh Shoot. Yeah. But a Star Destroyer shows up so they can't exchange they can't get Ezra back to Hera. So and they the leave. The Kyber thing floats towards it and blows it up. That I'm fine with all that. <laughs> anyway. I've okay. what do you think of it, that part one? That was I've already mentioned everything I didn't I was bothered by, but no, you, you kind of touched it on all the same stuff for me. It was, yeah. Meh. Yeah. Now, I will I mean, say, I will say with mm-hmm. part two involved, part two was, in my opinion, way better. It was. Almost like they had to draw you in with the first one to get you all pissed off. Be like, oh, look, guys, just kidding. It's not that bad. I know, right? Well, but to it's us. kind of bad. So let's uh, talk about part two. So part okay. two starts with them, uh, Ezra and Sabine, 
teaming up with Saw Gerrera. And I think it's Adrian, uh, what's his name? Two Tubes? Adrian Two Tubes? Something like that? Yeah, yeah. His pilot. Mm-hmm. So they they uh, go to a station. How'd they get there? Why did they go there? Some intel is what he says. Pretty sure. Because <laughs> Saw has the best intel. <laughs> so they get there and they repaint Chopper. They get on the station and then they hop on a freighter. Which it looks a space freighter, which looks a lot like a freighter in our ocean, mm. like you know, like with a bunch of like a tanker. Yeah, with a bunch of those containers on top. <clears throat> you know what I'm talking about? Anyway, so they board that. The freighter leaves, and they have Chopper interface with the computer, and they find out, you know, where security is or where it's blocked, like where there's like. Uh, Secret Empire shit going on on the freighter, even though there's been no stormtroopers. So they start going through the hallways, and they they see stormtrooper patrol. They're like, shit, Saw was right, because Ezra was doubting Saw. So they go into a container, they look in one room, and they go and open a container, and these prisoners are in there. There's, like, the aliens, mostly, like non-humans. And they say that they are engineers or power technicians so they know stuff about power and they were hired on Coruscant but uh, be I can't remember why they were imprisoned I think it's either but they wanted to join the rebellion to get back at the empire for at the end yeah 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 Yeah. so this has to do with Catalyst I think where like remember where Galen Galen had some friends that suddenly disappeared like I feel Were like these this was them? I think it was possible. That's cool. So go on. <laughs> so then they start looking elsewhere. They they're like we got to extract these these uh prisoners. <clears throat> and Chopper is in charge of that. So they send them back to the where an escape pod or whatever. <sighs> this is my memory gets fuzzy. I like this episode overall. Um, there were a couple things. So Ezra suddenly is like, oh, I hear this singing in my head because I'm almost a Jedi, but not really. And they follow it into this room and there's, they open the door and there's six fucking death troopers in there. You know, those black stormtroopers oh, from Rogue yeah, One? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're supposedly special forces, right? <laughs> they're supposed to be like badass. Yeah, they get their asses handed to them by a 17-year-old not-Jedi. Not-Jedi-Jedi. Saw Gerrera and a teenager Mandalorian. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Sabine throws a, a gas grenade. So fog envelops the room. Cool maneuver in modern times. But what the fuck are those helmets for? If well, not I, to see through that shit. Exactly. Aren't they supposed to be able to... They, I feel like in one of the uh, old uh, stacks that they were able to see infrared and shit like that through the visor of the helmet. So you, you cut out there one of the old stack pole novels? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, the Michael Stack pole novel, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. old X-Wing series novels. Mm-hmm. I feel like they used it to like see at night or something like that. Or you have... Um, you know what I mean? 
Yeah. Well, even in the Phasma novel, they mention how she loves wearing the Stormtrooper helmets because you can see the infrared and shit. Yeah. So, so what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So the fog goes down and it turns into one of those like... Like, he turns around, then his buddy behind him gets killed, and then he turns back <laughs> around, and his other buddy, and then he's, like, shooting. And, uh, one one of them survives out of, like, five or four or whatever of them. Isn't this the leader? Yeah, the leader. And he runs yeah, off. Yeah, you find out, is a she? Is that? Really? Yeah, because in the scene where um, the uh, the navigator... Yeah, the commander is a she, and I was wondering that because I was like, "We never see the commander, but maybe yeah, it was her. Maybe navigator. it was oh. well, the imperial navigator when they're when they're moving along calls the death trooper commander a she." Okay, I wasn't sure that was her or someone else because we never. I I just chalked it up to we never see her. Yeah. In the episode, but that makes more sense because that's lame. Yeah, you don't no, I see thought her. that was kind of cool. So at least you know you see some gender di- gender diversity. Agreed, agreed. That's good. I like that. So yeah. it, they, it we come to find see. out that what they were guarding was a fucking giant ass Kyber. Oh right? yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we know, we'll talk about it soon when we review the Vader comic. Kyber crystals are alive Mm -hmm. as was sort of indicated in catalyst too yes agreed um yeah so then they saw saw turns on them shoots them turns on ezra and sabine Mm -hmm. because they want to save the prisoners more than he wants to see where the ship is going to find out why they need the kyber crystal the kyber trace the kyber yeah And they want to just save the prisoners. Yeah. So he stuns them and then keeps the ship going, moves the Kyber crystal into enge- the engineering room, which is kind of cool, I <laughs> <Yeah>. guess. <clears throat> and then they wake up and they're like, what are you doing? And What are you doing? The ship comes out of hyperspace and it's just a Star Destroyer. <laughs> so apparently like a relay point. The Star Destroyer is going to take the crystal to wherever it really needed to go, I assume. Right. Probably all secret shit. Yeah. Um, also, Krennic's name was mentioned. But you don't see him, though. Right. Um, oh, I want to see him badly. He's I know. I wonder how favorite. he would be portrayed. He's, like, up there in my favorite characters in Star Wars now. Really? I fucking love him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, Especially that's after the sneaky. movie conniving little hell yeah after catalyst after rogue one <laughs> he's so awesome i can't believe he, like being a thrawn fan you don't like him as much i love him <laughs> it's because he took my uh took my favorite character's white uniform bastard true i guess <clears throat> that's a good point actually i didn't think about that maybe that's why i like him and now the white uniform is being used everywhere with admiral versio in the battlefront you think it is it an admiral uniform? Is that yeah. why? Yeah. Is, that, is that what they're turning it into? Well, he's an admiral of intelligence. Because okay. they have fleet admirals, which wear the gray green, the gray or the green, olive green uniforms. Mm-hmm. Those are navy admirals. The like intelligence sector admirals and like special the non, weird yeah admirals. the special forces <laughs> stuff like the non super military stuff. Those are 
uh, white shirt. And it, and he's not even uh, Krennic is like a director. He's not really exactly. Yeah, yeah. he's he's the director of something, but it's something like non non mili not not non military, but like non. Um, yeah. So for for the listeners, yeah. Krennic is a blue collar worker essentially, and uh, is very hungry for power. So he he wants the emperor's favor. Wants wants actually that's pretty much it. Emperor's favor, right? And mm-hmm. um, he's pretty much if you hear his accent, it's more it's more Australian than um, <laughs> the British, which is what interesting, which is what um, the empire is usually associated with British accent. Yeah. So that yeah. kind of, they kind of play that into the whole like, Oh, it's cause he's a blue collar worker. You know, he comes from pretty much the bottom and, uh, they pretty much play him Tarkin and, and, uh, Vader and the emperor to get that death star made. And yep. then obviously, as we know, he gets fucked. Yeah. Oh yeah. Totally fucked by his own, <laughs> His own creation. Yeah, I know. It's just like he should have just kept your mouth shut. Yeah. Well, he's power hungry, man. That's what happens. Yeah. Savage. Emperor was smart. He nursed it. Fucking nursed it. Created his weapon and moved on. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So moving on. So the episode ends with the crystal being blown up. Well, them escaping. In the ship that the lead death death trooper was supposed to leave in, and then they fly behind the star destroyer, and then the freighter blows up because the crystal's overloaded, and it blows up the star destroyer. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. and then, and then it disables their transport, which was on the other side of the star destroyer, and uh, the ghost comes in and saves them conveniently. Conveniently enough. That's the end of it. Uh, otherwise, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I think anything with Son is good. <laughs> he brings it yeah. back to Earth. Makes it makes you makes you really really like realize how n- nitty gritty life is in the Empire times. You know what I'm saying? Like <clears throat> this is oh, what you got to do. To survive yep. with the Empire, because they are it's fucking true. very oppressive. It's true. you got to be brutal. you mm-hmm. got to be brutal. Yeah, I dig it. I totally dig it. Definitely. No, I mean, there is some hope with this, but, I mean, they better start wrapping this shit up. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> so, I have a question. People so need to stop dying. Steel Wars had a poll. Steel Wars. They, he does a... Uh, um, Steel Saunders does a podcast, but he did a poll on Twitter. Do you think Ezra and Kanan should die, or no? Do you want them to die, and do you think they will die? Hmm. Hmm. I want them to die. I think they will die. Really? Yeah. So. 30, I think he said 37% said the same thing. But huh. a close, 
a close 32, I think he said, 32% said they won't die, but they should. Hmm. I kind of, I think that's what I voted for. <laughs> I said they should die and they won't <laughs> because it's well, rebels. They have to. There is no, no, they have to. Really? That would create, that would create such a huge paradox with the plot line. Huge. Because. Because of Yoda's thing? Oh, because of Yoda's thing and Luke Skywalker joining the rebellion. Like, because this allegedly stops prior, just prior to the events of Rogue One. They just, you get, you just can't kill them off screen. You know what I mean? You have to kill them now. Otherwise, everyone's going to be wondering, how do they die? How do they die? Well, my thing is, uh, <clears throat> I think Kanan should die. Ezra technically isn't a Jedi. So Yoda's statement about last of the Jedi you are or whatever would be fine if Kanan died. Yeah, but... But, wait, 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 but... <laughs> look at Ezra. Fucking Obi-Wan knows him now, as we know from yeah. from Rebels. Um, Yoda knows proper him. proper force wielder. Yoda and Obi-Wan have met him. In spirit or in person. <clears throat> yeah. They're probably like, we don't want this kid anywhere fucking near our plans to destroying the Sith and the Empire because he's a fucking angsty, idiot. like, idiot. <laughs> Come to find out, Luke Skywalker. <laughs> whiny little bit. And as we know, Obi-Wan lies a lot. So he, <laughs> won't, he won't mention Ezra at all to anybody because he's a fuck up. Um, and Yoda, we don't, I mean, it's a wise decision not to mention Ezra. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't forget, Princess Leia has met Ezra already. Yeah. Okay. So that, uh, all of that adds up. You gotta fucking kill him, right? Yes. He's had so, he's touched the main cast of the saga films so much that you just gotta end it. End yeah. it. Including including Lando. Yeah, Lando, Leia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Darth Vader. Oh, Darth Vader, yep. Fucking Yoda. Fucking Obi-Wan. Fucking... Darth Maul. Darth Maul, yeah. Well, Darth Maul's dead. Unless right. he comes back again. He's I mean, not. You never know. He better not fucking come back. God damn it. <laughs> so, I like yeah, Darth Maul, but... Yeah, no, I did like him. He's yeah, but he they, he should just die. Why did they have to reboot that arc twice? Yeah, anyway. I was not impressed with that. No, they need to kill him. They have to. They just have to because the whole story is Luke finding himself on his journey by himself with little to no help. Right. Ezra would be Ezra would be there with him, teaching him all this shit. Mm-hmm. So. It doesn't make sense for him to be there. He will die. Or something cool will happen where he flies off into the unknown regions of space because something happens. Speaking of unknown regions, mm -hmm. thank you for that segue. Let's move into Battlefront 2. Thank God. <laughs> Let's get out of Rebels. Yeah, because Rebels sucks. So there was a trailer release for the one-player campaign. and I Did you watch it? Oh, I watched it like 10 times. Dude, it's so good. Yeah. Especially knowing the backstory. 
Uh, yes. The uh, Inferno Squad story. Inferno Squad novel, yeah. Uh-huh. So uh, it starts out with Aiden, Versio, in a cell, a prison cell. Mm-hmm. And she gets broken out by her own little, like, backpack droid. Yeah. And then it shows her father getting, or you hear it, her father getting the plans from that mysterious red emperor messenger, one of them. And uh, that they have to release Havoc on the rebels, retaliate. Um. It also shows her father talking to Aiden and saying that the unthinkable has happened. Well, he doesn't say that, but the unthinkable has happened. And you see it in her face. The emperor is dead. It's like, and she's like, what? There's no fucking way. Mm. But then it's like, you know, it goes on from there and like fighting all the freaking action shots that everyone has to see because it looks so good. Oh my god, it does! It, uh, oh, up to like Maz Kanata's castle, like all that stuff, like that, mm-hmm. and and we know it spans that entire, right? Like, do you think she's there? Is that from the one player? It's got to be, right? Oh yeah, probably. I mean, I well, hope I so. I mean, why would they show multiplayer content? Well, they do a they do a clip to Kylo Ren, and it's like, oh, Kylo Ren, awesome! You're gonna see him. Are you gonna see? Wait, him his or? his arm, right? Yeah. Yeah, his arm. Well, do you see his face? I thought it was just his arm. Like, out. No, it's just his arm, but you know what it is. is like, oh, of course. In Battlefront, uh, in Battlefront when you do, um, when you spawn as like a special character, they'll mm-hmm. do a cool little like um, animated action sequence as you spawn as that character. So yep. that's probably like some dude in multiplayer spawning as Kylo Ren. Uh, I don't think they do that. They can't tease Kylo Ren in a single player trailer and not have him in it. I mean, like, really? Well, that's like the Luke thing because Luke was in it. Well, that's true. But that's what that means that this campaign, the single player campaign, um, is going to have to stretch. Well, we know it does. We know it goes from Return of the Jedi to The Force Awakens. Right, so it will be interesting to see how that happens. And again, like I mentioned before, I'm excited to see more explanation of the Empire, what happened after it jumped away into the Unknown Regions at the conclusion of the Aftermath trilogy by Chuck Wendig. Because mm-hmm. I tell you, not to go back into that trilogy at all, Jesus, but I really did enjoy um, uh, Admiral Ray Sloan and her character arc. Oh my god! I want to see her in something, anything. I like fucking. I know. I want to see her in a video game. I want to see her. Han Solo the movie. Fucking episode eight. Yeah. Anything. Anything. Yeah, Give me. I agree. Give me Ray Sloan on the screen. That's right. So Ray Sloan, um, you know, I was really excited because, you know, she went into the 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 Emperor's storehouse and stuff like that, and, um. You get to hear a lot of the backstory from uh, um, Gallius Rax and all that. And it's like, oh, my God, tell me more. Tell me more. Like setting them up of uh, brainstorming of the stormtroopers from birth and 
the new generation that Hux is going to lead and mm -hmm. jumping into the unknown regions with the most loyal of the loyal Imperials that she's apparently going to lead because she's now their highest ranking officer until she gets there. Right. Because who knows who's there? Oh, Snoke, Thrawn, God knows oh, what. Please, Thrawn. Oh, please, Thrawn. But it's, it's not going to be. It'd be too good. It's Hux. Fucking Brendel. Armitage. Right. No, Brendel at first. Brendel's the father. Right. Yeah, got it, got it. Have you read, finished Phasma, started it, anything? I haven't started any of it. Oh, no. my God, you'll like it. I loved it. Good, good. I like, I mean, I'm, I like the action kind of novels. I'm not a political kind of novel guy. So, yeah, like, yeah. Lay and Bloodlines were good, but not, like, fuck yeah to me. Yeah, yeah. I See, like for Phasma. me those are, those those slower action books are time for me to do like the date the data mining uh, yeah of yep. like all the info and like reading about the characters that you might see later and something and shit like that that's what I like about it yeah that's understandable yeah so yeah Battlefront two comes out in uh, well next month yep mm -hmm. so oh uh, there was one scene I want to tell you about. And see in, what your thoughts in, are on in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. So you see Aiden Versio's father, who's an admiral, Admiral Versio. What's her? Yeah. Did you, do we know his name? I don't know. He is yelling at somebody, and it looks like Aiden, and he's saying, "You take orders from me." Was it where? Where in the trailer is it? Can you it's near the point? end. Near the end. Oh, it is near the end. And. It look, looks like pretty fucking, like, there's some animosity towards Aiden there. And that comes back to my point from the book, where I think he lied to her about her mom. Yeah. Like, I, I think he places the Empire above family, anything, everything, blood. Well, that was that was perfectly apparent in the Inferno book. That's what I'm Inferno saying, squad. in the book. Uh, well, at the end of the book, when she, when he tells her... That, oh yeah, I told your mom. I told your mom. Right, that that yeah, you you, were, you weren't a traitor. Yeah, I yeah. mean, did he say that for real, or did he lie to her? That's what I'm. I think he lied, but who knows? But the way the way you read it, when you read it back to us, I was like, yeah, I guess maybe not. But that's too. It's too. It's too deep. It's too deep for them to try to do something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. There would have been. There would have had to have been some kind of uh, hint in the text. Like, they would have said something like, his eyes then squinted, or like, he had an unnatural pulse in his neck, or he twitched his head a certain way when he said it. Hmm. You know what I mean? They would have given yeah, that there was as no a clue. Because they weren't... They yeah, there was no hint. There wasn't any. There wasn't any clue at all. So that's what tells me that it's true, because... Well, okay, the only hint, the only reason I thought he was lying was his past. That's the only reason. Mm. Because he's, he's, the book, the first half of the book, because it had more of him in it, led you to believe he was Empire through and through. Yeah. She was standing in front of him, surviving the death, the first Death Star, and he didn't even show much emotion. Right. And yeah, he's super stern with her, which doesn't surprise me that he yelled at her in the clip towards the end of the trailer. But because um, they do put the Empire first, but yeah, no, this does. 
there's no love lost between the two of them. Like there is in their shared deep loyalty to the Empire. That's it. Hmm. So I, you know, we'll see what happens. I'm really excited. I'm pretty like as soon as that, that single player comes out, I'll probably call in sick for work. Nah, I won't do that. <laughs> but I'll, uh, I'm excited because I'm getting. But I definitely, I definitely will play it throughout the entire night on the hardest difficulty. Really? So I can beat. You it. do that? Oh, yeah, I totally do that. You don't do like the second hardest. I uh, yeah, you're right. I do the second hardest. I definitely <laughs> that's what do, I do. <laughs> I definitely don't do normal. Right. And right. I don't do hardest. I well, normal's do... easy nowadays. Jesus. Oh, God, yeah, for a seasoned veteran. Dude, kids well, nowadays have no fucking clue how hard a video game could be. Oh, no, they're a bunch of pussies. Yeah. So when Halo came out, we would always play it on Heroic that night just to, like, get through the game quick but still have a challenge. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, we would go back and play it on Legendary. That's right. Dude, which Legendary is, which is was what fun. what I'm going to do on this shit. Fun Big time. fucking shit right there. So speaking oh, of amazing because... speaking of video games, more. More video games. Yep. Yep. EA announced that they're shutting down Visceral Studios. And what does that mean? Well, Visceral G. <laughs> Visceral Studios was working on a Star Wars RPG game. And that's kind of bad news. So they yeah. didn't say the game would be uh, discontinued, but the studio would be, and the person heading it, the writing of it, is moving elsewhere. <clears throat> the game is gon- was going to be more linear, though, and I think they're going to make it more open world, which could be cool. So it's going from like more like an Uncharted kind of deal to like more of an open world game. I don't know. Mm-hmm. what what So... What do you want in an RPG game? What do you what uh, if something was to come out next year for you for James Hebert? What would he want? Uh, I would want it on a console, right? Console and PC. I'd want it like Knights of the Old Republic. So you want it turn based, or do you want it more uh, like uh, Mass Effect? Is Mass Effect turn based? I can't remember. I played the first one. Why can't I remember that? <laughs> no, Mass Effect wasn't turn-based, now that I'm thinking about it. So, do you want it turn-based? Do you want it like real-time action? Do you want it like Destiny? <clears throat> no, I... I, hmm. I mean, Destiny is Destiny's cool. I did like... I did like that concept, but that just turned into more of a well, shallow, know, right? Grind for grind for loot, grind for loot, grind for loot. Right, right. What? It, well, it was it was shallow. It like it was good, but then it was like that's it. Like I think if they made it more elaborate, like the 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 the, right. the skeleton of the game Destiny was fine. I liked it, but like overall, it just felt kind of shallow. <laughs> no, it definitely did, because you're just doing the same. You're doing the same friggin' uh, you're doing the same friggin' missions over yeah. and over and over again, and there's nothing new about it whatsoever, which really sucks. I hate that. 
because I got Destiny right when it first came out because I've been looking forward to Destiny for years because it's all the talk because I love Bungie. Bungie's amazing because they came up with the the Myth series, Myth of Fallen Lords, Myth 2 Soul Blighter. Dude, Marathon. 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 Old Marathon. Yeah. I'm going to say that a million times. Oh, for sure, man. greatest game Oni, of its time. Oni was pretty fun, too. Oh. Oni kind of sucked, but... I was all about the real-time strategy, dude. Myth and Myth 2. Still mm. my favorite. I will play them to this day. So anyways, um, with with that, like, I gave it a solid chance. I played that game for six months, and it just... Uh, it just it six just months is a long time. I'm playing the same shit. <laughs> six I months know. is impressive. Really, <laughs> oh, no, it is. It is. I was, and I was playing, like, most days of the week and uh i just after a while i just couldn't yeah. it just stopped for me it was just like god this is the same thing over and over again and i already got some cool stuff and i'm not like in i wasn't in any groups or clans or anything like that to go raiding together or anything like that which i'm sure would have added a whole new level to it but i just the story arc moved way too slow yeah, primarily because they were writing it at the time of release, so they really didn't have a story arc. So everything they did have was super slow. Well, I I got into it late. Do that. So, like, I almost prefer the WoW method. Oh yeah, meaning I was a WoW you know, person. So am I, I going to take offense WoW, to this? I, <laughs> no, no, I played WoW for like a year. Eight months to a year. That's it. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, I didn't get I didn't get sucked in. No, yeah, I did not get sucked in. I was hundred um, percent sucked in for like yeah, seven yeah, years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I well, I did it for like eight to nine eight to nine months, and then I stopped for like six months, and then I got back into it for like another six months, and then it's like I saw what it was, and it's like I saw it for what it was, and I realized that I am already hooked on too many games and I, I just can't do this um but i really like the layout of that yeah well, I know that's what star wars the old republic is yeah yeah and which, which is but decent. i never had a pc well my i never had a pc that could run it so i missed out on that whole bandwagon um and like i could do it now and play for free if i wanted to but i still it's too far gone for me I, that's it's not kind something. of not as good as wow no, I mean, I no. love Star Wars. Don't get me wrong, like the setting and stuff, but yeah. it's not as uh, executed as well as WoW is. So no, and you can be a Chiss character too, which is always yep. what I thought was pretty cool. But I didn't. Uh, I just didn't have the one. I didn't have the time because at the time I was studying for my uh, my PE professional engineering exam and a lot of stuff at work and changing how, you know, moving from our apartment to a house and just a lot of life stuff happened. I, I just missed out on the whole train, That'll happen. which in retrospect, I'm kind of glad for because I needed something better to come. I want another Knights of the Old Republic too. Yeah. Uh, as well. Yeah. I like, I like the setting of Knights of the Old Republic. Um, yep. The, there were some leaks from uh, making Star Wars that I've read <clears throat> in the uh, a couple months ago about the game that Visceral Studios was working on, and it was based around a character named Dodger, hmm. uh, because he dodged like the Empire's 
draft or service. Force the bullet, Dodger. Yeah. Like, clever name, Dodger. Anyway. Uh, and he was dealing with how the Empire was mining the remains of Alderaan. Like, Ooh, the, uh, all the rocks cool. out there to build a weapon. And Chuck Wendig definitely teased about that, right? In his Aftermath huh. books. Right? Yeah. Like, remember yeah. that? Yep. Um, but yeah, so, well, who knows where that game will end up. We know we know that it used that Frostbite game engine, which Battlefield uses, Battlefront uses, Dragon Age right. uses it, Mass Effect Andromeda uses it, so it's a good engine. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they didn't say they'd cancel the game, but we do know the studios working on it has been shut down. Boom. Yeah, so you wonder, they're either doing a really bad job or... They want to go in a different direction for a year. I think it's a different direction. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. have you played the demo for Battlefront 2? I didn't do the Starfighter, but I did the all the other stuff. So, I listened to this podcast complaint about it. And uh, I forgot the guy's name, but he is my spirit animal, whoever he is out there. And he created this angry YouTube video about it because the only way to level up is to spend money. What? Yeah. Oh, the loot box shit? The loot box shit. He did the calculations out. In order to get enough loot boxes that guaranteed you enough, you would have to play over 6,000 rounds or something like that. No, no, 600 hours, I think. 600 hours to un- get enough experience and raw parts and credits to unlock like the mastery level of one thing or something like that. Which is like 40 bucks or something. So EA is doing us right by unleashing or un- uh, releasing all of the... Uh, oh, the Clone Wars stuff? Like the, real the prequel shit? Yeah, all the Clone Wars maps, everything. Because that was a mistake that they did. Because people are paying 160 bucks for a game that should have been altogether complete to begin with. Like, they sold an incomplete game, which I have right. no idea how they get away with that, but people throw money at them, so whatever. Um, and my deal is, with this is just very sour. I just do not like it at all. And so this guy goes on this whole rant about how in order to get these loot boxes, because you never get the gold loot box with the special thing in it, only like one out of ten, you have to buy it. So the only way to get the good weapons to literally progress in the game, because if you don't get the good weapons and all the cool upgrades, someone else is going to get them and ruin it for you because they're going to be way better than you are because they're going to have better equipment. However, I I, I beg to differ because I'm a pretty hardcore Twitch gamer, and I can own just about anybody with any weapon. Really? Not to like puff up my ego or anything, but I'm pretty fucking good. Wow. Look yeah. at you. Yeah. We'll take, have to take, test this out soon. you damn right. <laughs> Dude, get, get an Xbox, man. I will show you how I fucking lay down business. Dude, I'm getting a fucking 1X, and we're doing this shit. Uh, I really want to buy a 1X. How much are those? Too much. 500, I think. 500? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe I could sell my one now for like two hundred. It'll I be. I, I, I'm excited for this game. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. 
I mean, I want to get that that new Xbox just for the fact that it does streams in 4K and my beautiful 65-inch TV is 4K. Mm, that's a giant TV you got. A, do you know anyone with a bigger one? Maybe. Like who? Like I don't you? know. I don't know. No, I don't have it. <laughs> with your 75-inch? I, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, so ladies and gentlemen, I finished my basement and I save up and I wait up until after Christmas January to get a cool, awesome deal for the 65-inch Samsung LED TV. And then Ed sees it, and he's like, uh-uh, I can't let this happen. I need to get a bigger one, bigger one than Jimmy. That's exactly what I thought. Oh, yeah, big time. He's like, yeah, fuck this guy. I'm getting a bigger TV than this motherfucker right here. So, yeah, you go out and get that 75-inch beast. Dude, I go to, like, I go, like, 10 years between TVs, man. I know. I, I'm just giving you Once. <laughs> Once. But I just assume I'm going to do that in the future. It just looks so good, though. Bigger the TV. I mean, the TV, so this 65-inch TV, I got it for 975 bucks. The three, um, the 4K smart TV, all the bullshit add-ons and all this other stuff. Like, it has all, all that stuff on there. Uh, and it's like... Just under a thousand bucks. Yeah, that's good. No, it's great. It's amazing. So, it's way I mean, less most... than I paid. <laughs> well, uh, I was because I like I combined all of the uh, all of the epic deals. So those all. Those oh, all you you must out. have had a gift card. Maybe you had a coupon. <laughs> no, I did not have a coupon. I just waited <laughs> for the right moment. I checked every day on that Best Buy website, and they had like. A special Friday deal, limited supply, like mm-hmm. Super Bowl's coming up and trying to get rid of stock left over from Christmas. And if you listen, folks, if you hang out and just really just follow stuff for a while, you will find the best deals out there. It's ridiculous. It's true. But anyways, uh, back to the point of how shitty Battlefront 2 is if you're going to have to fucking uh, uh, go with a regular Xbox one. <laughs> Only a fuck you, uh, uh, but buy your way into your skill set. So, oh, oh so my comment on, on that is, I feel like it's something you kind of, it's kind of the way shit's going. Like it's 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 kind of a a a model that software companies are realizing makes the most money, so they're gonna just do that for all their games. And that's oh, it does. What it's just going to be. So, like, we can complain about it all we want, but that's just how it is because it makes a fuckload of money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, well, because they make their money not on do because nobody can afford the the sixty dollar drop. Right. Of they cash. wait. They wait. Yeah, they'll wait forever to get it if they get it at all. Whereas mm-hmm. this, this is like, oh no, it's just like two dollars per loot box. Like, it's cool. Well, it 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 cashes in on those people that can pay for it right away, mm. and then they fucking buy all the loot boxes just to get it done. Right. Yeah, no, it's true. And it's that, true. There's a recent game called Shadow of Shadow of the War, which is a Lord of the Rings game. Do you know? Do you like Lord of the Rings, James? I do like Lord of the Rings. In fact. <laughs> We went to, uh, my wife and I went to New Zealand for a Lord of the Rings movie set tour for three weeks. I'm so jealous. And that was amazing. We actually came back and set up a retirement fund to 
buy a condo there. Dude. And I'm going to go with you one time. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that was a big setup for you because I knew you're like way more of a Lord of the Rings fan than I am. Yeah, yeah. So go on with what your original point was. No, but um, Shadow of War. That's right. So that game yes. apparently has come out with a bunch of loot boxes as well, but all it does is shorten your experience, like shorten the time you need to get to the end and be really good at the game. It's a one-player game. It's not multiplayer. That's all it does. So you don't need to spend money on it. It just takes longer, which I'm fine with. But people are in, in like an outrage over it. Hmm. But that's that's just how they're doing it now. Like, we're gonna make this game, but you can get through all the grindy shit faster by spending X amount of dollars. And they just fucking take advantage of it. It sucks. Yep. It really does. That's how but we're going nowadays. That's how things are going. Which is fine for me because I won't buy any of that shit and I'll still kick all their asses. Right, and that's why I'm just like, I love playing Shadow of Mordor, which is the game before that. I don't know if you have. Mm, I don't have that. Um, yeah, I actually never played any of those uh, Lord of the Rings games. But uh, the, These two are real. The first one is so good. It's my favorite, I think my favorite game of all time because I keep going back to it after I've beaten it. It's just fun to play. Hmm. The playing experience is just fun fun and it's very similar to the batman arkham games with like the the combat Mm -hmm. style where you block and like you just see your guy do a bunch of like moves and shit cool stuff really fun there's a great level of skill that you need for it it's not too hard it's not easy it's uh it's just a great balance but anyway nice back to star wars (laughs) (laughs) let's make a star wars game like that Anyway, so there's a new comic coming our way about DJ. Yeah, that'll be exciting to see. Apparently, it's a one, one issue. What? Oh, so really, really nothing. Uh, Comic, yeah. It's really not getting anything away at all. It'll be some random stupid story that nobody gives a shit about that doesn't really tell us anything more about him. This is what DJ has for lunch. You know what's funny? DJ will have like one scene in this next movie. Uh, that's like we're still. That's why have, I'm thinking it. Like this is a one-off. You know, like, like we're not gonna have any fucking idea who this dude is for, like, probably not even the whole trilogy. They'll just be like, oh yeah, he's gonna be his own standalone movie. We just never want to tell anybody this. Sorry. Yep. It's the Lore Santeca of The Last Jedi, played by Max Oh my god, Max can someone Cito. please explain that, dude? <laughs> I mean, I know they had to kill him so he could get back into the tree north of the wall for Bran, but... <laughs> I was going to say, what a waste of an actor. God I damn know. it. Uh, what, uh, uh, Max Cito <laughs> is the fucking man. You don't just bring him in for some willy-nilly Leia should be a princess kind of deal. There's more to him. I don't know. Yep. But you're right. Maybe they had to pull him back north of the wall. (laughs) It's like, oh, you need to be the three-eyed raven, man. So, sorry, not sorry. (sighs) So, the one issue of DJ makes me think he's a minor motherfucker. 
Okay. Uh, moving on. That's the end of the news. That is the end of the news. So I say we want to play Kev. Yeah. We'll play Kev's little uh, email message. And yeah. we'll wrap her up. All right. All right, Kev. Existential Kev over here. What do we got? What do you got for All us? Right, I got to bring it up here. Hold on. <clears throat> so Kev was very, very sad he couldn't make it tonight because he's made it to every episode until now. I know. And I've missed what? This is like the third <laughs> one I've missed. Um. So I was like, well, I mean, you can send in a recording if you want. And he's like, oh, I'm totally fucking going to do that. So he sent, it, he sent in a recording. James and I have not listened to it. <laughs> <laughs> so if he fucks up in this, I'm sorry. <laughs> so right. here, and he, I t- he's going to give us a question and a topic to talk about. So we'll see how uh, it goes. We'll get Lawrence's question. All right, here we go. Oh, hey, fellas. Uh, my name is Willie. Um, my surname is Stroker. Um, I've been listening to, sir, to your podcast for quite a long time, and I've got to say, I absolutely love it. Um, the star of the show is undoubtedly that Kev guy. He is absolutely just, oh, he's just so <laughs> witty, intelligent, smart, and I've got to say, I haven't seen the pictures of you three. Um, I think he's also the, the best looking as well and the sexiest, so, you know, <laughs> that's just my opinion. So, um, <laughs> I've had, a, you know, a lot of my friends say that I sound like him, but uh, I've got to be honest, I can't hear it there. I think that's probably a coincidence. But <laughs> anyway, fellas, I've got a question for you. I um, hope you don't mind me uh, asking it as a topic this week. So my question is, um, between the Phantom Menace and the Star Wars Holiday Special, um, which do you think is the worst uh, and why? Um I have my views. I'd love to hear yours. Hopefully you've seen the holiday special in all its glory. Um, I'd love to get your views on it. So thanks for the question. Thanks for letting me uh, ask the question. Um, Yeah, um, have a good show. Um, I do love it. And, um, yeah, I've got to say, that throne's a bit overrated, but, you know, that's just my... Oh, you twice. guys. Speak to you soon. Take care. Fuck that guy. I don't like that guy. What a dick. Holiday Please. special? Oh, yeah. Holiday special. Hands down. Like, seriously, holiday special. That is the worst thing on this God's green earth. Because the acting is terrible, and it sounds like Chewbacca's mom is having sex. I was going to say, aren't they watching like a Wookiee porno in the middle porn. of it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Watch my Wookiee. Um, wash my Wookie, and uh, want to make some Wookie. Well, what was which one is your hate most hated and why? Hmm. Uh, I mean, Phantom Menace is awesome because it has friggin' Liam Neeson in it. Well, the porno was awesome, actually. Well, everything, everything was just bad. It's like we're gonna use, we're gonna make this holiday special to make money because Star Wars is gonna flop, and there's no way we could ever be able to make money off of this franchise. Wrong, and they're like, oh my god, we look like a bunch of idiots in this holiday special. We need to uh, wrap, like, get rid of this shit as soon as possible. And I mean, even Carrie Fisher doesn't even look like Leia in it. No, no, <laughs> nothing. No one looks like no one. <laughs> yeah. 
So he was asking what? Why did I miss this? Did I miss the entire end of it? Yeah, he said. Yeah, all he all he said was, "What's your favorite one and why?" Or not your favorite, but like, what's your most hated and why? Between the Phantom Menace and the Holiday Special. Yeah, that was, was it. Phantom. Yeah. The, I mean, holiday. I know Holiday. Holiday. The the yeah yeah. But I mean, clearly the Phantom Menace sucks because it's all green screen everywhere. But it's still way better than the Holiday Special, which is saying a lot. A lot. So, folks, you can email us at scruffypodcasts at gmail.com. Check us out on Twitter, Hebert207, Scruffy Looking Ed, KPG1974, and at Scruffy Podcast, now part of the Radio Free Podcasting Network, radiofreepodcasting.com. Send us some emails, leave us some reviews. See you next week. Yeah, may the force be with you all. Slay a stolen Death Star plans We know where our torpedoes go Princess Slay a stolen Death Star plans Just shoot here and the place explodes Princess Slay a stolen 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 Death Star plans We hope the Empire can't Princess Leia's droid is holding stolen Death Star plans It's getting very near the end Princess Leia's stolen, Princess Leia's stolen Princess Leia's stolen Death Star today oh boy I helped a princess and her droid escape though losing Ben was rather sad he said he knew my dad he's really Joined the squad today, oh boy The rebel army off to fight a war I'd hoped that Han would lend a hand He had some debts to pay Said it looked like suicide and didn't care enough to stay Swing now, oh boy Switch my deflectors on to double front We're split in squadrons, red and gold This battle has begun Time to start a Wings report.
Report in. Red 10 standing by. Red 7 standing by. Red 3 standing by. Red 6 standing by. Red 9 standing by. Red 2 standing by. Red 11 standing by. Red 5 standing by. We're passing through the magnetic field. Look at the size of that thing. Cut the channel, Red 2. We're in position. I'm going to cut across the axis and try and draw their fire. Red 5, I'm going in. A pilot said, thought for sure that I was dead Got a little cooked, but I'm okay And R2, hey, just see what you can do Here's the plan, we're going fast Keep the spiders off our backs Gonna close it up with Biggs and Wedge Then Obi-Wan spoke and I went into a dream Is it? 